Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 31 years. I'm so excited for today's show. My guest is calling in from Berkeley, California. It's Dr. Nate Johnson. Nate is an expert on the wildlife that lives amongst us. Believe it or not, I read an article he wrote in the L.A. Times sports section. That's how this all came about, about exactly what the birds in your backyard are singing. What are they saying to each other? Spring has arrived. Is it that birds are so excited that spring is here and they're flirting with each other? No. Actually, according to Dr. Johnson, they're actually tweeting to each other, get out of here, this is my backyard. All these territorial tweeting. What else can we learn about the nature and wildlife that surrounds us? Well, he's an expert in it. And since we're all locked up at home in quarantine, this is a perfect thing to try to figure out. He's a perfect guest. And it made me think all week about learning and living with wildlife. You know I love the world of sports, the world of art, and the world of surgery. Where do we learn from wildlife in all the three of these areas? Well, in music and in art. In 1961, a group called the Token sang a song called The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Singing, the lead, is Jay Siegel in his high falsetto voice. And he made this a number one hit. Rebecca, let's listen to that song. Listen. Uh. Now I'm going to teach you about this song, and it's going to blow your mind. Because it ties into exactly what we're going to talk about today. This song was not written by some guy in Brooklyn in 1961. No, that's when he sang it. But this song was written because of wildlife. It was written a hundred years ago by an African Zulu named Solomon Linda. Solomon wrote this song actually in his native language, in Zulu about a lion who was following him while he was shepherding his cattle. The whole idea of singing at a high pitch above the low level of a roar, inspired by this lion. And actually, the song in Zulu is called Mbube, M-B-U-B-E. This story is just going to blow your mind, because the American Pete Seeger, the folk singer, heard this song in 1950s and changed the name to Weemaway because he thought Mabube sound like Weemaway. And it wasn't until Jay Siegel heard Weemaway that they added English lyrics to this song. Wait till you hear this. It's amazing. All inspired by the wilderness. In sports, you need to be able to talk to the wildlife and deal with wildlife. And the greatest talker to wildlife or listener of wildlife in my lifetime was the great jockey, Willie Shoemaker, who I actually got to meet in 1988 while I was with Dr. Curlin as his fellow in the jockey room in Hollywood Park. Willie Shoemaker, the most successful of all the jockeys. I mean, he won 8,833 wins. I think Lafitte Pinkai surpassed him. But for years, he was the man. And they used to say about Willie Shoemaker that he disturbed the horse the least. Two of his four Kentucky Derby wins, um, or I should say Kentucky Derby presence, one where he actually lost the race in 1957, is because of his talking to wildlife 
And in 1986, at age 54, the oldest jockey to ever win a Kentucky Derby, again, his ability to talk to the horse and listen to the horse is what led to this victory. And his career was just pretty much unmatched because of this ability. And we're going to get into that as well. In medicine, I took a walk this week at UCLA in the Botanical Gardens. you got to do this while you are allowed to at least escape from your house every once in a while. And the Botanical Garden at UCLA has next to each tree and plant a plaque telling you what that specific plant or bush is. But then you read the medicinal aspect of that wildlife, that tree. What drug that we use to save our lives comes from it. Amazing. And we'll get into that. 